Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week on the podcast. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Robbie Croyle. Hello. And myself, Logan Daly. Missing one, Kyle Wonders. I wonder where he's at. <laughs> I was going to say that, but last time Aww. you gave me a dirty look. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when I say it. <laughs> oh, there's the dirty look. How the ro- how the how the tables have turned. How the turns have tabled. I, I don't know. How the turntables have rolled. <laughs> something I don't know. Something how the turntables <laughs> have whatever. Isn't that an office quote? Maybe, maybe it is. It I don't. I don't be. remember. Sure, somebody who knows the office will be able to let us know. Info at missionridge.church. Oh, you're dropping that one so early. I'm so excited. Uh, Did there we? There was an two weeks ago. It was. If you know the answer, email info at Mission Ridge for I've gotten Jen. nothing. Oh. Was that the nothing. so I married an axe murderer thing? Maybe. My mom sent me a text. She's like, I know what movie that is. I was like, of course you do. Well, well done. Well done. I'm like, mom, send the email. Don't text me. Haven't gotten any. I, and we haven't gotten any. Uh, there's been no tagged photos, as far as I know, from last week's. Now, I will take, oh, maybe that's the shortcoming is uh, Logan didn't actually get footnotes uploaded till Saturday. Well, it technically was uploaded before Saturday. It just didn't publish until Saturday because I forgot to push a button. It's cool. <laughs> it's only happened a couple times. <laughs> I was like, why is footnotes not showing up in my phone? And then I went and looked. And I'm like, oh, because you didn't publish it. That's why. That's uh, Slow yeah. clap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to last <coughs> week's yet. It might be because that. <laughs> because it was on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> that it finally got published. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah, so whatever. What is the picture thing you're talking of? Uh oh, uh, the weird uh, shout out that people would take uh, selfies while listening to footnotes and or at church and then tag the church in them Aww. to up our digital footprint with the Gen Zers. I totally would have done that. See, there you go. Well, blame it on me and not the fact that you were busy like having fun on vacation while you didn't listen to footnotes. But that's fine. Uh, other shortcoming business. You know, we did have Lori starting some other sermon <laughs> on her phone mi- in the middle. Uh, it wasn't in the middle. It was at the very beginning. It's not even on the podcast. It's before Rob started his... Yeah, I was just getting warmed up. and, and you, you, hadn't even, you hadn't even done your... So... This week. Or, well, we are... I've I've noticed we always start our sermons that way. We could do a montage. Well... A huge montage of just all the... Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's what he does. Well, yeah. Today we're going (laughs) to... Transition time from the announcements to... That's exactly what it is. It works just fine. I'm, I'm not saying change. I'm just saying if... I got bored, I could go pull all of them and do one just long echoey whoa 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 so whoa 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 so it'd be really really funny. It'd be really cool. It could be fantastic. If you are that bored, please let me know. I got all kinds of things that could be done. 
<laughs> I I really knowing myself, knowing me, knowing you, we're never gonna be that bored. No. So no. that'll never happen. No. Um, but if somebody's that bored, maybe we'll have an intern someday and we're <sighs> like, hey, this would be fun. Here's your first task. Here's your first task. Oh <laughs> you, man. You do this, you're go in. through all <laughs> two hundred episodes. <laughs> Actually, the way you do that is you just start squirreling them away. You just pull each one each week. Sure. And now, now I'd have to go back later. And, yep. Yeah. Intern hazing. That's what it is. Intern intern hazing sounds like a much better option. All right. Is it like uh, for Jesus? Force, you know, go to the store get some prop wash. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly like that. Go get some blinker fluid. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Let's dive into our footnotey goodness of the day. We should we got do that. plenty to talk about. Yeah. Right. Starting off with some discussion about seating arrangements. Uh, this is coming from Kyle. Initially, we have to discuss, was it a table for 26? <laughs> <laughs> now, you used the Leonardo DiCaprio version of <laughs> The Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It's not Leonardo DiCaprio. It's Leonardo da Vinci, right? It was da Vinci's painting. Da Vinci. Yes. Okay, good. Because yeah. if not, that joke totally fell flat. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Ooh. You, you, you nailed it. All right. Ooh, you fantastic. You just, uh, you just made a bunch of ladies, you know, flush a little bit. <laughs> He's not wrong. Well, you know. <laughs> painted Jesus like one of it. Never mind. That was a Titanic reference. Drink one of the French ladies. Oh there it is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Jen will be back in a minute or two. She's having a breakdown. It's yep. fine. No, uh, back so to our yeah, regularly scheduled. Back to our regularly scheduled footnotes. Table for 26. Yeah, in this painting, they're all sitting on the one side of the table. So it's actually like a 26-person table. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, there's 23. There's 13. Yes. What about the end caps? Oh, 28 person, 28 person table. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they are kind of crowded around the ends they're, in the painting. Uh, yeah, they're pretty tight. So uh, roughly thereabouts. I mean, it's the same. Mid to upper 20s mm-hmm. could so, be seated at that table. So the painting was like 1494, 1495. Okay. 1,500 years. I was going to say, I figured it would be more expensive than that. Uh Roughly 1,500 years after, absolutely, today. I'm just talking about back then, back in the day. Oh, for inflation. Inflation. The price is higher. Okay. Jeez. But it was painted in the Renaissance, which is, it's a beautiful painting. Fantastic. And uh, I would not complain if someone gifted it to me. But Isn't it pretty big? I don't remember how big it is, but I would, I'd still take it. Yeah, I'd find a wall. You would find a wall. I'd find a wall. Like it would replace our, our whiteboard in the uh, <laughs> in our Are sanctuary. you saying you'd rather have that than our gigantic whiteboard that we hide with a curtain? You didn't know that was not, behind not the curtain. Rather, now you do. <laughs> but I would, I would like to have it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> if it was like, so you, you may not know this about me, but I actually love painting. I did know that. And I have I have started a collection. I started a collection. So and and uh religious art in in particular, 
if I had money, I think I would invest there. Hmm. I would. That'd be your thing. But uh, so you know, I mentioned in the uh, in the sermon that this painting, as beautiful as it is, it's not it's not accurate. It's not historically no. accurate. No, no, no. And I don't even know if that was even the point from Da Vinci's you know perspective. Like that, probably not. I I, I doubt it. And that's you know just trying to capture like in, in art you try to capture a theme or mm-hmm. a concept or a mood or a you know, and to present the gospels and to take the different narratives and and take a moment in time and capture that on canvas. Like that's like I love the idea. Mm-hmm. And I would love to ask Da Vinci someday, hey, what were you thinking? Like that's not the that's not a triclinium at all. So um <laughs> speaking of triclinium's that was. Did you mention that in the sermon that they were actually sitting around a triclinium? I don't think I actually used the term. I don't. I don't think you did either. I don't remember that. <clears throat> Word drop. Triclinium. This is a Roman style table, uh, popular in Jesus's day of varying heights and and sizes. Uh, but the idea is that it's basically if you're if you're not looking at the picture that I've posted on our Instagram at this point, uh, if you're listening to this, you can pull up our Instagram page in which you should be. You know. I don't know, tagging us in photos and stuff. That'd be cool. But uh, you can pull up your Instagram and you can look at the photos that will accompany this episode. We're getting fancy with this. But uh, basically, a triclinium looks like a U. It's a U shape. Okay. Yeah. With the, with the bottom of the U wider than normal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> you, you almost take the, the height where it's usually a, a U is pretty tall. You'd make it wide yeah, instead more, of tall. more white. Well, and they they could be like I said varying sizes and and sure. shapes somewhat, but the 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 standard the standard one that I guess people assume Jesus was using or 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 that a common shape of triclinium would be this extended bottom of the U. Um so on our on our photo, it's actually an upside down U, so maybe it's an N. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if you took if it looks you, like a staple. If you took a six foot table and then two more six foot tables uh, perpendicular to that first table, mm-hmm. and then one more six foot table perpendicular with their first table, you create this U and you sit people around it. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, so, something like that. <clears throat> so this is uh, and the the purpose of this was that you had. Uh, your people would be seated around the outside, and you didn't sit in chairs. There was big cushions or pillows that you would kind of lay on, and you would actually lay. Um, now, me being a, a Western, I don't know why I assume this, but I I assume that you lay with your feet under the table, kind of, but that's not actually true. Your feet are away from the table, and you're leaning uh, on your left side towards, like, kind of into the table. Right, so your head is pointed, your body is angled towards the table. Okay, your feet are away. Uh, some people have said that this is this would allow for your feet to be washed during the meal, uh, which was interesting. I'd never actually heard that before until I was reading this this uh, article post of this guy that Rob had forwarded to me. Um, so I I don't know, I, I, maybe maybe the store that I'd never heard that before, but it could be could be not. I don't know. Uh, 
I figured you would wash people's feet when they entered the house. So yeah, so picture, you know, either a bunch of ladies or a bunch of dudes like laying down watching the movie. They're kind of they're laying on some pillows. They got food out in front of them. Yep. That kind of relaxed environment. That's how they would eat around this table. Yep. And you've got uh, you've got uh, probably the the three three to a side maybe. Uh, maybe four to a side, depending on the spacing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they they grouped them in in threes most of the time, uh, is what I remember learning from Marty at the Seder meal that I went to of his from years and years past. But nevertheless, there was a high seat of honor. Uh, like the the host would right. have the the seat, and this is uh, when you look on the photo that we have <clears throat> our little graphic. Uh, the large circle is Jesus with a with a J on there for Jesus, uh, and like you do. this would be the seat the seat for the host, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and to his left, uh, to his left, if you're facing the table, to his left, that would be the high seat of honor, and then to his right would be uh, somebody that he trusted. And so, from some contextual clues within the scriptures, we know. Or we can guess, we can guess who is where. <clears throat> so a uh, couple of things here uh, that give us this contextual clue. John 13.23, uh, if you want to go check these out, indicates that John the Beloved was seated to Jesus' right, as John had to lean on the bosom of Christ to ask for the identity, ask of the identity of the betrayer. So they're kind of reclining there. John has to lean back into him to ask <clears throat> kind of over his shoulder a little bit um, about who the betrayer is there. Um, Matthew 26, 23 indicates that Judas was seated to the left of Christ in that seat of honor okay. because they were both eating from the same bowl. Uh, they were, they were. I think, the, the, the one, one of the translations, they dipped from the, the same bowl. If you've ever done a Seder meal, you dip, um, if I remember correctly, you dip the egg in the salt water at one point. Yep. Um, and also the hyssop. Is it hyssop? No. So I, I remember we used cilantro. Yeah, some kind of... Some sort of kind of bitter herb. Well, the bitter herb is actually the uh, horseradish. Okay. So, but I, I thought the, was, the cilantro or the uh, it represents something else. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what it. Not remembering that well, but you dip you dip things into the yeah you into dip, the various in, elements right. And so when he talk when he is talking about dipping, he's you know he who dips in with me at that point that is the bitter herb. That's that's the isn't that the tears the 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 salt waters to remember the tears coming from Egypt, right? Yes, I remember some of this. It's been too long since I've done a seder. I've so, never done one. So. Oh man! So you've it's mentioned three of the seats. There's actually a fourth position we should identify. Yes. So last but not least, here is Peter. Well, maybe technically least uh, is or <laughs> what should be least is Peter. And so you would have. Um, it would continue around the triclinium uh, to the, so you, you start with those those three positions the the high 
you know, the, the host and then the seat of honor and the, his, his, you know, trusted whatever next to him. And then working around the triclinium, if you're looking at our photo, it would be clockwise around the triclinium, would be in lower order. So the further away from the host you are, the lower your status is. Gotcha. Um, and so you work your way around until you get to the very end, and that is where the servant... Uh, or the lowest the lowest seat would be, and that would where uh, the servant was or anybody like that. And uh, this would be um, this would be so that they could get up easily and they could go get stuff and be able to serve and bring things for the meal, etc. That's another reason why the center of the triclinium is open, so it's easy to serve or entertain from in the middle of okay. the of the U. That's where you would. You would have the the dancers at the party or whatever. Right. Um, keep in mind, this is a Roman table uh, setup. It's, it's as closest to the the door too. So yes, the servant they, is the closest to the door. As they go out, they could bring food in. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. And so it's set up that way. Uh, now this uh, this guy uh, that we're uh, using here, uh, RedeemerofIsrael.org. Um, uh, Peter, so John is on this place of eminence uh, up next to, and he's the youngest. Mm-hmm. Now, Peter is the oldest, and he is the chief apostle then. Like, within the pecking order, he should be, like, he should be the top dog. Right. Or at least would feel like he is the top dog, which as a room full of, I think we're a room full of eldest, if I remember right, eldest mm-hmm. children. Yes. We all know how this is. Absolutely. Um, and how much that really, really is awesome when you get told that you have to be in the servant's position and when you're the eldest. It's fantastic, right? We love that. We love it so much. Super great. Wow. <laughs> you almost yeah, that was so that was enunciated really well through those gritted teeth. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's good. So uh this guy says, always the teacher, uh, this this is referring back to, um, Jesus says, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he is the chief, as he that doth serve. For what uh, for whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat, or he that serveth. Uh, apparently we were using KJ here. Uh, <laughs> is it not he that sitteth at meat, but I, am among, uh, but I am among you as he that serveth. That's coming out of Luke 22, 26 through 27. Now that word in... 26. Oh. That's translated greatest. Okay. Can also be eldest. Oh. There you go. Who's the eldest among you must become like the youngest. Which works even better. It kind of makes my skin crawl. <laughs> Sneaking. I know. It sucks. It sucks <laughs> being the oldest. I've said this for years. It'd be much better to be an only. Uh <clears throat> <laughs> It's fine. We're fine. It's, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Only children count your blessings, <clears throat> or lack thereof. So, so if Peter is the <laughs> eldest, but he's taken the position of the youngest, he's supposed to be in the servant's position, and he should have been the one washing the feet. Then, and when Jesus washes his feet, who whose feet are you going to wash first? If you were following the tradition, you'd start. At the highest and work your way down. Yeah, with the guest. So of honor. that the the water, because the water is going to get dirty, and so yeah. it's the 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 highest. The, you start with the host or whatever, and then the guest of honor, and then work your way on down, yeah. and then you know mm-hmm. the least person gets the the dirty seconds. 
Okay. But uh, there you go. So John 13, 6 to 11, the section that we skipped. Yes. So he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, you are washing my feet? And that's a question, question mark there. Jesus answered, said to him, what I am doing you do not realize right now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered, if I do not wash your feet, you have no place with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, otherwise he is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you, for he knew the one who was betraying him. For it was for this reason that he said, not all of you are clean. I think we missed the emotion mm-hmm. of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so easy to read it within just seconds. Sure. I think Peter is embarrassed. <clears throat> because, I think he'd have to be. Because he's supposed to be... Like, like you follow your rabbi mm-hmm. to learn from him. He's been following him for three years. And I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you're supposed to have something figured out by year three and you, and you don't. Still don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... A, and it's never been the case for me. And no. you're embarrassed. You're embarrassed in front of... All your peers. Oof. Nope, definitely never happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the other way. I'm like, it's like every day of my life, I feel like. <laughs> but I'm glad you're perfect. Yeah, you know, <laughs> absolutely. We balance each other out. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's embarrassed, and then I think he's mad. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, you will never, you are not washing my feet. It's almost insulting, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as Jesus start, it, it seems like it seems almost to me, thinking about this, it almost seems like Jesus is starting with Peter. Because he, because Jesus knows he's going to get the biggest reaction out of Peter. It, like it, it almost seems like that was the case. Although I, I, I don't know. Maybe it could be that he started and he followed that progression down the line. We are not told <laughs> for yeah. sure. We don't know for sure. If, if he if he went out of order to wash Peter's feet first. Oh man. This is making a point. That would that would make a huge point. That would be a very rabbinical thing to do. Yeah, it could be. I, I and I don't know. Like it doesn't yeah. tell us, but it, it yeah. seems like it We're just from told. from Peter's reaction and it it doesn't seem like you know. Right, cuz if he Peter was last, he's watched every other person's feet get washed. Yeah, there's So why have that like You know, as reaction? a pastor, I've had these moments where I should have something figure out. I should know. I should be doing that already. Mm-hmm. And and God will use the youngest Christian in the, in the room, and they'll say something, and I'll be like, oh, dang. <laughs> I still need a Savior. Mm-hmm. And that is... If you ever experienced that, Logan. Yeah, I'll let you know if I <laughs> ever experienced some sort of humbling moment like that. Definitely keep on the lookout for such a thing. <laughs> I 
I'll tell you guys tomorrow when I have mine. <laughs> yeah, this is why we have a basement uh, office so that we don't get zapped by yeah. lightning. <laughs> Oh. The people now in the office are above you are protecting you. <laughs> God Ooh, loves them. Human shields. God loves them. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yikes. Oh. Now, there's an interesting connection, uh, at least through one, one commentary that I read, to Exodus 30, 17 through 20. Okay. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, you shall also make a basin of bronze, with this base of bronze for washing, and you shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it, and Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet from it. When they enter the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water so that they may not die, or when they approach the altar to minister by offering up in smoke a fire sacrifice to the Lord. Hmm. And so from the Hebrew, this was from a Messianic Jewish author's perspective, there's this connection of, of Jesus's is not just teaching his disciples to humbly serve, but also that we are we are a kingdom of priests. It's, it's just mm-hmm. a just a highlight again. Just we are huh. a kingdom of priests, and and this cleansing, this this ongoing. Like it's not enough for us to come to Christ once and and and. Uh, to repent or or to pray about maybe our shortcomings, like thinking that we don't have any. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't want you to think that. You got to know it. <laughs> That's the key. Confidence is key there. <laughs> Confidence. <clears throat> Confidence is key. But that there's this <laughs> this is ongoing re- repentance cycle that 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 needs to take place, and so anyway, I found that interesting. That's good stuff. I love it that like Rob's sitting here talking and then like I'm spilling tums like dust everywhere. All over like us. <laughs> you look like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, God's never trying to humble you, Logan. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. But you'll notice I was blessed in that because instead of just flipping it into my mouth like I normally would without looking, I looked down and saw that there was a ton. And it startled me, and so I spilled it, but I did not flip it all into my face. <laughs> Thus, it wasn't a mistake. Wow. Merely an artfully pulled off recovery from an unfortunate happenstance of which I was subjected to. Your angles, they're Boom. amazing. Killing it. Yeah. Absolutely killing it. Nevertheless. Wow. <laughs> Oh, see how this works. It's you too, Jen. Could have a perfect day one of these days. <laughs> Allow me to disciple you. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, I will all right. Sit well, at your feet. Oh <laughs> uh, well, before uh, before all of the lightning hits me, if you would um, like to post some humbling uh, photos. <laughs> So Logan, you could tag. Oh, where yeah. are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get his parents. I was like, "Are your parents coming on the podcast today to tell embarrassing stories about you?" And he's like, "Yeah, no." I was like, 
Come on, that's what the listeners want. No, no, you said, I think you're rubbing the listeners of a beautiful experience there, to which I was really confused. I meant to say robbing. Oh, is that what you meant? Yeah, you're robbing the (laughs) listeners of something very delightful. Oh, okay. Well, and of course... It'd be really boring because my parents would have nothing to tell because I was oh, perfect, sure. obviously. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, let's talk about uh, that. Speaking of perfect, let's talk about the graphic. Well, no, it wasn't completely perfect because we did tweak it. So now it's perfect, maybe. Uh, closer to perfection? I don't know. Uh, the graphic <laughs> for the difference between the Gentile calendar and the Jewish calendar. Have I seen this graphic? Uh, were you there on Sunday? Yep. Well, then, yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> it was up there. Is that the squiggly line Yeah, one? it was the squiggly line one. See, can you say that instead? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is the level of imperfection. Of All that. right, guys. Let's talk about the squiggly line graphic. <laughs> Thank you. I This is check- also on the Instagram post, if you're wondering. <laughs> it's probably actually two pictures. I probably broke it down into two pictures. Probably. Uh, because that will make it easier for you to read, because some of the words are a little small. Small enough, in fact, that my eyesight from the back without my glasses is unable to read it. So there you go. But we know all about your eyesight. So It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, Rob, tell us about the Gentile Jewish cycle of stuffs. Yeah, so so first and foremost, the uh, the Jewish calendar operates differently than the Gentile calendar, our day starts basically at sunrise. Yeah. We think in terms of the sun rising, even... Even though technically it's 12 a.m. to 12 a.m., like you... you, you Right. But how many of us... If you're... Think about it this way. If I go out to a movie on Friday night and I'm out till 3 a.m., right... You still I'm out on Friday night. I don't think of it as Saturday morning. Right. Weather bug, when I wake up and it's still dark, and it still tells me the day before's weather, mm-hmm. and it's not telling me today's weather. Until like, the sun comes up? Yeah, and so today's high at 6 a.m. is based off of yesterday's, yesterday's sure. calendar, not today's calendar so it doesn't yeah. flip over at midnight and so functionally we think in terms of our day starts at sunrise and ends at sunset and and for the for the jewish mind they uh based off of uh the creation account mm-hmm. their day starts at sundown they start with rest, rest. for more on that go back to our genesis series and our sabbath series Shameless plug to both of those. <laughs> and so Shabbat, for instance, is is a Saturday event. It starts Friday night. Friday night at sundown. So that that that's one issue our our and and if you look at like a at a sine curve, um a sine wave. Did you call it a squiggly line? A squiggly line. Yeah, that's yeah, the technical if, if term. If you look a squiggly at a sign, line. squiggly line, yeah. um, they are term. out of phase from each other. The yeah. days are. Yeah, the Gentiles and the and the Jews would think, you know, like their days essentially start six hours apart, roughly. Okay. 
We're 12, 12 hours 12 apart. Hours. Yeah, sorry. Math. Roughly 12, 12 hours apart. And so they're 180 degrees off of phase. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one issue. Second issue is in Luke 22, Jesus tells his disciples, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. But in John 18, we're told that Jesus led from Caiaphas into the Praetorium, which is a a Gentile portion of the city. And it was early, and they themselves did not enter the Praetorium so that they would not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. Mm -hmm. And so the, the religious leaders, they're going to eat the Passover on the 15th, of Nisan, while Jesus and the disciples ate their Passover on the 14th of Nisan. Now, why is that? How could they do that? Well, there's, uh, there's some religious code that comes out of the Mishnah, which provides commentary on the Torah. Okay, and secondary teachings. And, and it's authoritative. It's, it's actually... Uh, they would consider it on par with Torah mm-hmm. in, in some at some level. But the the Mishnah tells us in chapter six, verse three, that there's a voluntary festival offering. It's called a Hagigah. And it can be offered on the 14th of Nisan, and it's also called the Passover. Mm. And so it's it's voluntary, where the Passover meal is not voluntary. In fact, um, if the 14th of Nisan falls on Sabbath, you're not allowed to partake in it. So on the years that that, that lands there, they're not allowed to partake in it, but mm. this particular year, they are able to offer the lamb and partake on the 14th of Nisan. Okay. And Jesus, knowing that he is going to be, in a, in a sense, in essence, a Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. On the actual. On Passover, <clears throat> on the 15th of Nisan. Mm-hmm. Um. In fact, he's hanging on the cross while the lambs are being slaughtered. Indeed. Now, is this and so they would do this this voluntary one? This is this is where the out of towner thing comes in. Well, that, we talked about that a little bit last week, so I just wanted to. Yeah, it's this is listed in the festival offer, offerings of pilgrims, um, but the whole. There's three pilgrimage um, events a year. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what the other two are. I think... uh, Isn't Yom Kippur? Yeah, Sukkot is, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, I don't know if Yom Kippur is... For the Day of Atonement? I don't remember if that is or is not. Uh, I don't know. Um, If I had to take a guess, I would have guessed that one. But, 
I think just from the sheer number of people that are making sacrifices, some would choose to sacrifice early, and then they could they could eat on both days. They could sure they could eat their portion both days, and and it was just from a practical standpoint, not everybody's getting in there on the on the fifteenth. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. Um, and so. So the beautiful drawing is to explain why why there's these two different periods where it seems like people are eating Seder meals, Jesus with his disciples, uh, the chief priests, religious leaders, and then and then just to discuss the difference, the timing differences, and how. Yeah, it. it I mean, it should just give you kind of a better, because sometimes when you're reading these stories, you be, it the timeline can feel a little wonky. Mm-hmm. Some of that is just because it is 180 degrees shifted from what we would expect it to be. Right. Um, yep. And so by understanding that, <clears throat> when gives you when, a better picture when of what's Paul going on. is preaching and he's preaching so long that someone falls asleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if he starts at sundown... That's not nearly as long. It's not nearly as long. Right. Not a not a twenty four hour sermon, eighteen hour, yeah, whatever, right. yeah, however long it needed to be, yeah. yeah, however long it took for someone to fall asleep. <laughs> See, I'm thinking that that might mean that Paul was either a really good preacher or he wasn't as good as some of the preachers I've heard because some of them can put me to sleep real quick. Mm-hmm. Present company excluded. <laughs> Jen, you have not put them to sleep yet. Good job. Yes. Yeah. No, you, you team teached one time, didn't you? Yeah. All right. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's coming. There's a teaser for you. <laughs> anyway, fantastic. Uh, it's just for you, Kyle. Um. All right. Kyle well, loves his teasers. He does like his teasers. He also likes it when I say fantastic. Hmm. It's a great word. Just like he, well, he got it from his roommate, and then Mm -hmm. I started saying it just like his roommate did, because Kyle taught it to me. Right. (sighs) When the student becomes a master. It's a tough habit to shake. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, all right, cool. Anything else we want to touch on? No, I think we hit everything. I think that's... That's it. We we charged right through this. We did so good. Oh my goodness! No gong needed. No yeah. gong. <laughs> no gongs needed. One of these days we'll do another gong round. It'll be yes. great. But not this day. On this day, we're gonna just ask that you go tag us in some photos on Mission Ridge while you're listening to this. Maybe if you're out on a run, I don't know who would listen to this while they're running. Take a photo <laughs> while they're running. Maybe a selfie while they're running and listening to footnotes with their earpods in. And then they post and they tag Mission Ridge in it. And then, you know, we get a little more traffic on our page. It'd be fantastic. It'd be pretty dope. Pretty stellar. Nope, see, fantastic just works out just right. It would be majestic. Nope. Maybe. We'll see if it's majestic. Yeah. yeah. So nevertheless, go ahead and do that. Totally awesome. That'll be great. Me taking a selfie with me running would not be majestic. Somebody else taking a picture of you running might be majestic. Mm-hmm. 
I, you, you know those pictures where you see like a one of the dogs uh, with a like a basset hound running mm-hmm. like in mid jump. Uh huh. That's never mind. <laughs> I watched... love you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> How big are my ears? <laughs> Not that big. What are, we, what are we saying here? Uh, that's that's great. That's awesome. That's good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Footnotes. We will see you again next week. You guys have a wonderful time. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes.